Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You know, I listen to Bickley and Murata. Terrific show, by the way. I really enjoy it. Bickley and Murata mornings from 6 to 10. Bickley and Murata. It's the greatest show on earth. Bickley and Murata. Good morning and welcome. Dan Bickley. Sportsman. Sports. Vince Murata. It's a power-packed morning zoo. Are you kidding me? Bickley and Murata. Bickley and Murata. I love this show. This is the greatest show in the history of radio. It's the greatest radio show ever. Bickley and Murata. I hate everything about this show. This is the worst show in the world. Good morning. Happy Thursday, everybody. The Bickley and Murata Mornings crew chug-a-lugging along to the end of another week. How is everybody doing today? Choo-choo. Did anybody, uh, uh, just out of curiosity, check the LED screen in the lobby this morning? No. I did. Did you? I, every I time did. I do it, there's nothing of, of note, and I'm like, I'm not going to say. Oh, there was. It. Oh, there was something of note this morning. <laughs> was there? Did yes. you learn something big? Yeah, I did. Can I read you the latest? That was. Um, this is under the headline of ambivalence is exhausting, Vinny. This is today's tip from the LED screen downstairs. Wow. Positive emotions bring our well-being up, and negative emotions bring our well-being down. Comma a study found. <gasps> Wow. Oh, a study. It's getting, I, I think they've they've kind of become aware that you're doing this and they're, I think they're trolling they're, us. They're, 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 <laughs> Meanwhile, mixed emotions were found to push well-being down and by more than negative emotions alone. Now, that last part's a little bit interesting. Yes, I'll, I'll give them that. Yeah. yeah, I'll give them a little bit of that. But positive emotions bring our well-being up. Who knew? It's never would have thunk it. Yeah. Thick. No wonder we're always in bad moods around here. you come in one day and there's like just... A, a bat's been taken to that screen. I stood in front of it, Bick, because that was the fun fact that was up when I was yeah. walking in, uh-huh. and I just, arms you, crossed, I just <laughs> I just took it in. Uh-huh. I actually you made a point it? Yeah. to look at it today to think, all right, Bick's on to something. There's, there's, oh, there's, I am on to something. There's radio gold <laughs> here, but yeah, it was it was something stupid. Well, yeah, you didn't wait part. long enough. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, if you invest the time, they're not going to let you down. They're going to come <laughs> up with some, some really bad people. Some dime store psychology. There's a lot of good studies. How about it? Ambivalence uh, is more more damaging. You said than negative it, emotions. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, they, they so had we a, just need to lean into the negative emotions. Is is what it's I, really saying? I, yeah. Maybe embrace yeah, it. Maybe. Uh, and also, last night in watching television, did you see this ad campaign coming for Bushwood Country Club? Did you see the return of Bushwood is coming? No, oh, you no. didn't see this either. Michelob Ultra is unveiling, and there's very little detail about it. I only saw uh, Serena Williams oh. is in. I did see one very Mm -hmm. vague commercial over the weekend. So something uh, involving Bushwood Country Club is coming to the advertising space. The Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. Yeah. Yes. This is the thing now. It's not just the Super Bowl commercials. They all have a teasing ad campaign 
in the month right. leading up to the that's Super Bowl point. now. Yeah, that's a good point. So that's going to be, I guess, the, you know, they unveiled this big new Caddyshack sort of it's spoof. It's smart. There's a subculture of people that watch the Super Bowl only for the commercials. There's a subculture of people who quote Caddyshack 25 oh, times a day. And, like and there's a subculture of people who will watch Caddyshack, too, just because it's one of the biggest steaming piles ever created. It was on the other day. I didn't watch it. Because I know better, but I thought, why would anyone slot one of the worst movies ever filmed? It's one because of Jackie people... Mason's finest performances. Just tour de force. <laughs> that it, might be actually right as well. Um, I, I mean, you know me. I will, I will sit through a bad movie. I will sit through a bad movie repeatedly. If it's got some place <laughs> I, in my heart. Uh-huh. Caddyshack that, no. 2, the last time I tried to get through it, it is abominable. It is. Dan Aykroyd has done very little wrong, in my opinion, in his film you. career. That one is at the top of his... Uh, his character in that movie will make you want to harm people. It's, it's almost well insulting said. to the audience how they just recycled the first plot and found lesser versions of each character to replace yeah. the characters uh-huh. with. <laughs> Robert Stack instead of Ted Knight. Uh-huh. Dan Aykroyd instead of Bill Murray playing a goofy character. Jackie Mason instead of Rodney Dangerfield. Didn't somebody once say never underestimate the stupidity of the American public? Wouldn't that like no, that is... Barnum or Bailey or somebody? <laughs> the Ringling Brothers. The Ringling Brothers. <laughs> my, my favorite, somebody like that. My favorite line from George Carlin. It says, imagine how dumb, how stupid the average person is and then think that there's 50% of the people that are stupider than that <laughs> hey if you follow that uh, that little phrase you just said yeah. you'll, you'll do well in life yeah, yeah. good point yeah. alright Farron start the show let's get this thing rolling the splash splash the stories making waves in the sports world the splash splash The Splash, brought to you by Presidential Pools, Arizona's number one pool builder. See why at presidentialpools.com. Lots of sun stuff to get into today, including the report from Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN that uh, Matt Ishbia's purchase of a majority stake of the uh, Suns and Mercury is expected to become official in the next two weeks prior to February 9th in the NBA trade deadline. The NBA Board of Governors is expected to ratify Ishbia's purchase. And then it was followed up by a report from Baxter Holmes from ESPN uh, that there's already a press conference scheduled for the morning of February 8th. How about that? To announce Ishbia's uh, sale is final. Chop, chop. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, Yeah, it's all happening. It's all coming together, which Uh, is good. Devin Booker, who's been out since aggravating a groin injury and a loss to Denver on Christmas night, will have that injury reevaluated next Wednesday. So there's hope on that front. And tonight, the Suns conclude their five-game homestand with a chance to sweep it against the Dallas Mavericks. Suns' current four-game winning streak is their longest since they won six in a row in late November. They are 25-24 and 24 overall. DeAndre Ayton, probable to play tonight after missing three games with an illness. The Mavericks come in with the same 25-24 and 24 mark, but they've lost two straight, five of their last six and seven of their last nine. Mavs have been playing without forward Christian Wood, who has a, thr- a thumb fracture. He's missed four of Dallas's last six, and they're one and three without him. Uh-huh. Nationally televised game. Oh, yep. goody. TNT's yeah. got it. 8 o'clock tip for mm-hmm. game cover. 7.30. Great. Joy. Joy. Here on Arizona but it is, it is Luca in Phoenix, so uh, it's it's high drama. It's a hoedown. Oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, I baby. love it. Baby, it baby, is baby. a hoedown tonight at Footprint Center. Thank, Hopefully thank, that'll thank, be thank, the thank, headline thank. after the game. Hey. Hoedown! 
Ho down. Down goes ho. <laughs> it was an eventful night in the NBA on Wednesday. The Golden State Warriors handed the Grizzlies their fourth straight loss, 122 to 120. Steph Curry got ejected for throwing his mouthpiece in the Good. last two minutes. The man has terrible oral, oral hygiene. Yes, terrible. Jordan Poole hit a layup with one second left to give the Warriors the win. Damian Lillard of Portland, 60 points in a 134-124 win over the Utah Jazz. Lillard went crazy, 21 of 29, 9 of 15 from three-point range. Fourth time he's hit, hit 60 points in his career. Anthony Davis returned from his foot injury, scored 21 points off the bench. Lakers beat the Spurs by nine. Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons faced off each uh, against each other as opponents for the first time. Philly and Embiid, uh, they got the win, 137-133. Entertaining game. Yeah, Embiid had 26 points and 10 rebounds in the win. And a day off for the two-time uh, defending MVP, Nikola Jokic. Just a day of rest. Yeah. Against the Bucks of all people. Uh, T-Wolves. And they, oh, oh, that's right. I'm sorry. And they, that's and, they right. Lo- and they lost that game to Minnesota. Uh, today is Sean Payton interview day. How will you celebrate? Cardinals team searching for its head coach. Uh, next head coach. That search is now into day 17. Dan Quinn wrapped up his second interview in Arizona with the Cardinals. Now getting a second sit down with the Indianapolis Colts. That according to Albert Breer of the MMQB. So we'll get into that and the latest on the coaching search today. Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes told reporters he's ready to go. He was a full participant in practice yesterday as uh, they get ready for the AFC Championship game Sunday against the Bengals. Uh, San Francisco 49ers defensive lineman Charles Omenahue is with the team and expected to play Sunday in Philadelphia in the NFC Championship game after being arrested on suspicion of misdemeanor domestic violence in San Jose on uh, Monday. The league announced its finalists for the uh, league honors on Wednesday. Kansas City's Patrick Mahomes Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen of the Bills, and Minnesota wide receiver Justin Jefferson, the five finalists for the league MVP. 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy won a three finalist for the Offensive Rookie of the Year, despite the fact that he started only five regular season games. He's up against uh, Garrett Wilson of the Jets and running back Kenneth Walker for the Offensive Honors. Those will be handed out Super Bowl week, Thursday, February 9th, the day that Matt Ishbia takes over. That's Symphony Hall in Phoenix. That'll be a big day here in the Valley. Yeah, how about it? Yeah, and the, uh, the NFL Coach of the Year balloting, it's about as close as... I, there's actually people complaining about snubs. Yeah, Pete That's, Carroll. Yeah. The Seahawks players are, yeah. are, are pretty PO'd that yeah. uh, Pete Carroll didn't yeah. get inclusion. ASU, U of A back on the road tonight. Sun Devils trying to bounce back from their tough weekend against the L.A. schools. They'll visit the Washington Huskies in Seattle. They beat UW 73-65 in Tempe in early January. 9 o'clock tip-off tonight. Pre-game coverage starts at 8.30 on the Arizona Sports app and ESPN 620. Sixth-ranked Wildcats are in Pullman to take on Washington State. Arizona's lost only three games this year, but one of them was to Wazoo, who tripped up the Cats in Tucson earlier this month. That's also a 9 o'clock tip. GCU on the road against Abilene Christian at 6. Coyotes hosting St. Louis at the Mullet Arena in Tempe. Yotes coming off that 5-2 loss to Anaheim on Tuesday. That is a 7 o'clock face-off. Pre-game coverage starts at 6.30 on the Arizona Sports app and KTAR News 92.3. D-back signed a veteran reliever Uris Familia to a minor league deal that includes an invitation to spring training. He was not good last year and stops in Philadelphia and Boston. Thus the minor league deal, but he had a 6.09 ERA and 44 innings out of their bullpens. And uh, the finals are set on the women's side of the Australian Open. Elena Ribikina beat a Victoria Azarenka in straight sets. She advances to the finals. She'll take on Arena Sabalenka, who eased into the finals with a straight set win uh, just this morning against Magda Lynette. There you go. There is your splash on a busy Thursday. 
January 26th, 2023. Coming up next, yes, it is here. At long last, Sean Payton will sit down with the Arizona Cardinals. What will both sides find out? We'll preview some possibilities next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings, live from the Akchin Community Studios here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports. Sean Payton. Update. 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 When this all started, the assumption was as soon as Sean Payton decides where he's going to go, then everyone else will know where they're going to go, and then the coaching searches will resume from there. It's now reached a different point, and if you go through the different places that Sean Payton has has interviewed, it does not seem like a second interview is coming with any of those places. So what am I saying, Mike Garofolo? I'm saying that as of right now, it does not seem like there is a place for Sean Payton. We'll see, but it does not seem like there is a place in the coaching world right now. Yeah, that was the end rap report from NFL Network on NFL Now yesterday. That the yeah. day before Sean Payton comes to Arizona. Yeah, now why would he interview. report that before he even interviews with the Cardinals? There hasn't been a whole lot of credence put into the Payton, uh, Payton Cardinals no, I would connection say that, nationally. I would say that that's very accurate. I would say that a lot of people today are looking at this thing as kind of must be a formality. Oh, Sean must be working them. Oh, he must really be desperate. He must really not have any options. It's interesting to me that there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of kind of stuff, a lot of talk on the periphery, and I wonder how much of it is fueled by Sean Payton. This idea that there's a mystery team lurking, yeah. how how sus is that? <laughs> that that would just kind of hey, whoa, we have reports a mystery team is lurking. Oh, really? Then how'd you find out about the mystery team? Well, I've got my thoughts on that. Okay. <laughs> How mysterious could the team be? Are, are, That's, are, are hey, there, are I, there two, I'm with you. Are there two playoff teams right now in the Chargers and the Cowboys that are these mystery teams that are saying, hey, if Sean Payton wants to coach here, we'll fire our coach. Yeah, there there does seem to be this rising groundswell in Dallas over the last 24 hours of even some uh, local media people in the Dallas-Fort Worth area kind of imploring Jerry Jones, hey, come on, Jerry, you know you want to fire Mike McCarthy. Go ahead. He's won 24 games over the we last We got your two back. Years. Go ahead and fire the Big Palooka, go get the guy you want. We're good. <laughs> at one time this, at any time this year, did you consider the Dallas Cowboys a favorite to win the Super Bowl? No, that's uh, a good football. Maybe team. for maybe thirty seconds. No, uh, there were there were two different weeks this season. Um, one was the playoff game against Tampa. One was a regular season game when they were I forget what it was, but they were monstrously good. Where I thought, oh, uh oh, that team might when be they, when they just wrecked the Vikings. Maybe that's what it was. Beat yeah, the Vikings yeah. forty to three. Yeah, that's probably what it was. But we know the Vikings were fraudulent. Right, so. right. So yeah, for the most part, no. But you know, in Dallas, it's just different expectations. It, it's the they've got the Alabama fan base complex. They think every year they should be in it, which but is how, like, which is makes, ironic for a team that hasn't been yeah. in the Super Bowl in twenty how many years? <laughs> twenty eight years. Yeah, uh, something like that. Yeah, long time. Seven years. Yeah. yeah, they more have like the Nebraska complex. They do. Yeah, we were yeah. good in the nineties. Why don't they hire Tom Osborne? I know. No, um, seriously, when you start thinking about delu- the most delusional fan bases and franchises in sports. That's an interesting Well, it, they've yes. got to be near the top because, again, it's it's. I know why the Cowboys think they're all that. And they've got a, an army of a fan base. And they they are disproportionately important to most Texans. 
And, and that's kind of the sign of a great franchise. You're disproportionately important to your audience. Yeah. But but I think in the case of the Cowboys, I mean, three decades since you've been in the Super Bowl. Yeah, the Cowboys uh, definitely near the top of that list you just mentioned. I think the New York Yankees fan base is entering that territory. Good point. Uh, they're always good. They haven't won a, they haven't won a World Series since 2009. It's a good point. It's 2023. That's a long time in New York with yeah, a World Series. Yeah, it um, is. I'm wondering, too, and, and maybe this is just information gathering for both sides. We don't know. Um, maybe we'll find out some details afterwards. But if there's, if there's some serious interest at any level on both sides of this, I find this to be ma- like a fascinating study. How much is Sean Payton, normally in a job interview, the candidate is selling himself to the employer, correct? Mm-hmm. How much, if there's interest on the Cardinals' part, how much of the Card- are the Cardinals trying to impress and sell themselves to Sean Payton as the, as the place where he should yeah. re-enter the coaching race? It, it's a completely different dynamic. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. And, and so I think with Sean Payton, the idea that there doesn't seem to be a place for Sean Payton, which is what uh, Ian Rappaport just said, the fact that everybody going into this thing acknowledged that he is the coach that everybody with a vacancy would love to have, what, what's missing here? Well, it's, what's missing here is Sean Payton is saying, there's not a place that's good enough for me, which is ironic because he, he, he pretty much knew every situation going into this thing unless he really wanted to get to a place with the number one draft pick, unless he was really looking at Houston as where he wanted to be so you could go and draft a guy. But again, why would you do that? You don't know if Bryce Young is going to be any good. You don't know if C.J. Stroud is going to be any good. I mean, Brock Purdy is the story of the NFL playoffs. Mm-hmm. He was the 262nd guy taken overall. <laughs> Brock Purdy's going to go down in history as remembering all 261 guys. Who are 261 <laughs> mistakes, baby. I can name all of them. Oh, yeah. Day. Right. Sean McVay could, but he's got that kind of memory. Uh, so, Josh yeah, Rosen yeah. could. So uh, I guess what I'm saying is this. I, I, I'm saying that if the Cardinals if the Cardinals ever were going to hire Sean Payton, it would seem like today is the day to do it because it doesn't seem like for whatever reasons he's aligning with the other openings in the well, NFL. Yeah, and you heard that in the soundbite from Ian Rappaport. Hey, there's not a second interview coming at any of these places. So, you know, and and that led Ian Rappaport to believe, hey, there's not really a place. If there's a place, maybe it is Arizona. Maybe this was the last stop for a reason. Well, because I think you hit it on the head. I think it's more about Sean Payton being yes. being sold on a franchise than a franchise being sold on Sean Payton. That's a good place to be if you're a job if you're a job candidate, oh, right? And by the way, you could still make millions as a Fox analyst. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. Sean Payton is still scheduled to do this weekend, by the way. Well, and so, so I mean, if he went through that song and a dance with the Broncos, and clearly he doesn't want that Denver job, uh, to me, I, then I say, well, what is he looking for? I mean, he, he's a smart guy. He knows what he knows what was in each of these cities in which he was interviewing. For the most part, what is he looking for? And does Arizona have the answer? I don't know. I mean, it's it's a pipe dream, but I'll take it. Yeah. Ah, uh, we shall see. And if, yeah, and if the cards are and were and always were a serious contender, why are they like a week after all the other teams? We don't know the answer to that question either. I, uh, and that's something we've been wondering about Again, for, for a long time. The Cardinals time. seem to fall out of the running. Yeah. They got permission, then they went and hired a general manager. Then there was a report from Mike Jarecki from through his sources that Sean Payton's people were upset. That, that they went and filled the GM position without talking to him. 
And then he rolled through Denver. And then we heard reporting from national people, Colin Coward, uh, a primary among them who's got a direct line to Sean Payton, let's not forget, uh, that, that the Broncos are all in on him. All in on him. Mm-hmm. Clearly ain't all in on them. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I mean, again, it's it's I, if Sean Payton had zero interest and if Sean Payton was looking at the market and going, nope, there's no fit for me. I'm going back to TV. Why would he waste his time hanging out with Michael Bidwell and Monty Austin for today? Okay, maybe maybe there's interest, but it could be. Eh, I said I would do it. I'll do it. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like. That wouldn't be the case. There's got to be some sort of interest at some sort be. of on uh, some of, level of goal you're trying to accomplish on both sides mm-hmm. to have this meeting. Uh, the Super Bowl is almost here. Bud Light, FanDuel, and Arizona Sports want you to be there in person. Text Super to six twenty six twenty. Register and listen for your name. Starting February sixth, you could score a pair of tickets to the Super Bowl. Plus, you can win tickets to the FanDuel party, Bud Light Music Fest, and the Super Bowl experience. So, text Super to six twenty six twenty. It's all access presented by Bud Light and FanDuel. Coming up next, we're within two weeks of the Phoenix Suns and their long local nightmare coming to an end, apparently. We'll get into it. Matt Ishby is set to take over the Suns and get everything finalized. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on this Thursday. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. I expect so. I mean, I think it'll be be final. Um, and until that point in time, um, we'll continue to try to figure that part out. But definitely looking forward to it. You know, my conversations with Matt um, have been fleeting. Um, but overall, I know that he's excited about being a part of this and, and, and pushing us in another direction. So uh, I'm excited. I know our fan base and players can't wait for that day. That is Suns president of basketball operations, James Jones, on with Burns and Gambo here on Arizona Sports yesterday. Kind of reacting to the news that was broken yesterday that uh, first Adrian Wojnarowski putting out there, hey, this uh, this sale to Matt Ishbia, yeah. this is going to be finalized in the next couple weeks and expected to be finalized before the trade deadline. Then a little clarification on that from Baxter Holmes from ESPN who said there's already a press conference scheduled uh, internally February 8th, the day before the press conference. So um, it wasn't a long process really considering what it could have been. It just seems like it's taken forever for this Matt Ishbia thing to come to uh, fruition. But finally, there's there is some clarity coming to uh, the the ownership portion of the Phoenix. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's it strikes me as the same way. I don't know if it feels like it's taken forever. I I feel like may, maybe when you factor in the investigation and just the instability at, at ownership, then that's what feels like it's taken forever. Right. Yeah, and I yeah. guess that's yeah, I, that, that's my failure to mention that. No, because no, we're I'm just going back to you know the conclusion of of the finals run is when this stuff all came to fruition yeah. going into that next season. Um, okay, I can tell you this, and and I shared this with you uh, yesterday as somebody who I I, I spoke with some of Matt Ishbia's people yesterday at length, and and all I can share at this point is that he is very, very, very excited to get in here and get going, and and so take that for what that's. Worth. And but it was told to me that, you know, the guy had a lot of 
opportunities. There were a lot of sports franchises he was looking to buy when he got into this one and he came out here. His interest in the Phoenix Suns quadrupled because of uh, what he saw, what he experienced, what the team looks like, all of that. What it means for James Jones and others, it's all up in the air right now. I can tell you that. That report from Bob Myers that came down, or no, about Bob Myers that came down yesterday is kind of reverberating a little bit between the walls from what I've been told. Um, because... And that situation is for people who don't know. Bob Myers is uh, the head of basketball operations for the Warriors. His contract is up, and he's talking about it freely. He's talking about it freely, and he's he's very good at what he does. And and it's probably, when we talk about leverage plays with Sean Payton, that's that's probably what this is. I mean, we've heard heard all sorts of things uh, from others in in Golden State. They know they've got a guy with a lot of money who spends freely. Everybody wants to get their share, if you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So the idea of Bob Meyer uh, shaking loose from Golden State, I'm not sure anybody buys it. But it is something that's got people on on alert because nobody quite knows. You know, Matt Ishby has got his own people, and and every every owner who comes into any situation is going to have his own people. That's that's just the way it is. Yeah, it, and it doesn't matter if you like it or you don't like it. That's life, and I think we can all relate to that on some level. Uh, so so I think here's the other thing that I think is very interesting is that. Uh, Part of the reason why we've talked anecdotally about, oh, new owner energy, the guy shows up and the Suns haven't lost yet. Even though it's not his team yet, the guys now know what he looks like and they've seen him in the building, so they know they've been seen. And that's probably more important than actually seeing him. It's the idea that, oh, we know he's watching us. He's aware of us now, so best foot forward. And so there's a lot of that been going on. But I think there's there's also been um, sort of, as it was described to me, what's happened here in the last couple of months, when the team is kind of bottomed out with injuries and the like, there's sort of been a little bit of a pall because everybody knew, for whatever reasons, that there weren't really replacements coming. Now, whether or not James Jones does much, does nothing, does little, the team realizes Jay Crowder, this Jay Crowder situation is going to get resolved, and hopefully they're going to get another piece, and they're going to get people healthy again. So the idea that, that this is now transitioning into a guy who may be aggressive versus a guy who is, you know, caught up in all this transfer sale weirdness it, it's having a good effect on the basketball team yes and i agree with you the jay crowder situation will be resolved and and, and that might be all we see before the deadline you've got a one-day turnaround <laughs> where matt ishby's press conference is february 8th the deadline is february 9th and i know there's all these rumors about all these guards and you know whether it's fred van vliet or or um yeah, D'Angelo Russell was named in, a, in, a, in another rumor yesterday about the yeah. Suns maybe having interest there, which just makes me. Ugh, I, I, I'm going to say I agree with you on this from from uh, from my from my conversations yesterday without even really getting into the subject because it wasn't necessarily their domain. But it, uh, I did get the idea that anything big that's going to happen is not going to happen at this trade deadline. I just don't think the timing is there. Well, for it all. And, and if you just look at it logically, and, and and again dealing with a very patient general manager. The feeling right now in Phoenix and around the league is you know, the Suns, when they're, when they're whole, they can compete with anybody in the West. They're closer to getting whole. There might be one more roll of the dice, which you, you may agree with. You may not, but that seems to be what's going to transpire here. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's I. That was my now. Maybe we're wrong. Who knows? I mean, we're still a little bit away 
ways away from February 8th, and you're right. Anything that's going to get done is going to have to be pretty set up to get done by the time he officially takes over. Yeah, James Jones was asked by Burns and Gambo yesterday, hey, is the sale and this ratification and vetting process, was it pushed forward a little bit maybe, expedited to get this in before the deadline? No, I mean, I think uh, that's just beneficial for us. I mean, I think everyone involved will want that to be finalized by then, but it's the process that the NBA uh, overseas, but yeah, I think um, if I were buying a team, especially a team like this, and, and given where we are, I'd, I'd be excited about being on board before the trade deadline. That's going to be a whirlwind of two weeks, and and now you, you we're looking at a team that has a chance to win its fifth straight game with mm-hmm. a couple more winnable games to follow. When you look at you know, they go on the road for one game against San Antonio. They're struggling. They're one of the teams that's really kind of entered into that, that tank territory. That's a win. Then they come home against Toronto, a team that could blow it up. Atlanta, a team that could blow it up and mm-hmm. has all kinds of chemistry issues with their best player and Trey Young. This is a time to make some hay for the Well, Phoenix tonight's Suns. the game. Tonight's the yeah. linchpin game between this and actually getting that really lengthy winning streak that, that many of us thought might be beyond this basketball team mm-hmm. in its current state uh, because it is Luka. Now, they don't have Christian wouldn't you right and that's a big that's a big big to be missing from this game for them but well, certainly the suns have enough to beat them and and they've got a they've got a real real momentum here because I for and I think it's a couple reasons. I talked about Matt Ishbia, the new owner energy. That's part of it. I think the fact that this basketball team has eaten a lot of humble pie. I mean a lot for a team that was that close to the NBA finals and used to whoop it up in the tunnel before every game. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of that's a lot of stuff they've had to swallow. So I think I think there's a, maybe a renewed appreciation for things and, and I think I, I don't think this team's gonna want to let go the vibe they've got now, no matter no matter how artificial it might be, based on who they who they're playing now. Yeah, but again, when you go through that stretch where you couldn't beat anybody, <laughs> wins are wins. They I count agree. the same yeah. in the win column, yep. and and when those start to pile up, the confidence starts to grow. Suns and Mavericks tonight, eight o'clock, seven thirty pregame here on the Arizona Sports app and uh, ninety eight seven. Coming up next, four quarterbacks remain in the NFL playoffs. Half of them are going to take the field. Hurt this weekend. We'll get into that and more next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata Mornings, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata. Hash marks. Yeah, I mean, every time I walk on that field, I don't I don't think I'm an underdog, especially when I walk on Arrowhead's field. So uh, I just go in with the same mindset of we're going to play our best football to win. Uh, we know we're playing a great football team that's beat us the last three times. Um, and so we have to learn from our mistakes in the past and be better um, in order to, to win against a great football team. That is Patrick Mahomes, the unmistakable tones of Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> the the deaf tones of Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs. And yes, uh, I looked up the odds yesterday. The Bengals are a one and a half point favorite going into this game. And a lot of that is because of the uncertainty about Patrick Mahomes and the condition of the ankle. Uh, toughed it out last week, came back after missing a series or two. Uh, played the second half basically on one leg. It wasn't easy to watch. It certainly wasn't something that you'll put in a time capsule from uh, a technique standpoint because he was doing what he could do to get through the game. But it's a factor going into this week. Full yeah. participant yesterday in practice. However. Now, okay, so this is, and again, I'm, I'm not a gambler, but I'm going to tell you this because I do know how things work. Uh, if If that line doesn't move at all, 
being meaning the Bengals are one and a half point favorites in Kansas City, one of the loudest, hardest places to play. If that line doesn't mean it all, it means people, smart people, are not buying the Patrick Mahomes as a full participant in practice line. Because that, if, if he were a full participant in practice, meaning showing very limited side effects of that injury, that line would move. Because that's the game changer here. Is his his athletic ability on Sunday? Um, I I think that full participant in practice that means different things. A full participant in a Cliff Kingsbury practice <laughs> means something different than a full participant in a Bill Parcells practice. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So so I think that I so again it's it's really going to be a matter of if the Bengals can hit him and get him low and get him to the ground is that ankle going to last and then can he beat the Bengals hopping around on one foot he hasn't been able to beat them on two good feet. Yeah, and he right. said it in that soundbite. Right. I mean, that's what's one thing. There are two things to consider. The Bengals, again, historically have never lost a championship game. They're 3-0. and uh, Excuse me, 2-0. and mm-hmm. uh, Going for, for no, 3-0, and I'm sorry. Going for a, a fourth win in a championship game. And Joe Burrow is undefeated head-to-head against Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Mahomes himself did... Kind of clarify, give a little bit more information on the condition of the ankle. Yeah, it's very similar, just a different ankle, um, especially when you're different ankles with the quarterback position, you're playing and throwing off different stuff. Um, so the last one, uh, it was the leg that I landed on, so I had to find ways to throw where I could land and keep it in the right spot. And this time I'll have to find ways to be able to push off and be able to still make the throws the right way. So uh, definitely uh, similar in a sense, but obviously different limitations and stuff that I'll have to work through. Yeah, uh, and if there's anybody that can do that and, and be unorthodox in delivering a football, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is probably best suited to do that. Would you yeah. agree? Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Hopping around on one foot, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Throwing like under Daniel from Karate, karate Kid. <laughs> Daniel yeah. LaRusso's going to fight? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so this is, um, that, that's kind of high drama, man, because, it, you know, you got Kansas. Everybody's fully aware of this Joe Burrow thing. I mean, inside the game, We've talked a lot about guys, the old dudes, the dudes who once ran the NFL, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, and and how they must feel with this new breed of quarterback kind of taking their gig, taking their milkshake, if you will, mm-hmm. right? And, and so and so the guys now at the top, they're now now they're dealing with that that coup from Joe Burrow, and I'm talking about Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes now. Patrick Burrow's taking down Josh Allen. Now, you'd have a hard time finding anybody in the NFL who's still going to say Josh Allen rates higher than Joe Burrow. Because proof and, and results matter. Yeah. That's what's on the line for Patrick Mahomes. Don't think he doesn't know it. They all know it at that level. It's a fascinating matchup. No, it Joe is. Burrow uh, talked about, you know, previewed what they're going up against in Kansas City. He's well aware of it. We've been in these spots. Um, we have the experience. We know what team we're playing. Team that's been to this this game the last five seasons, and they've all been in that stadium. So, to me, they're still the team to beat. And then we're coming for them, but we know it's going to be tough. We know it's going to be, going to be hard fought, and we know the kind of players that they have on that side. Yeah, it's going to be a good game. Uh, the other game's going to be a good game, too, in Philadelphia Eagles and San Francisco 49ers for the NFC title. And you want to talk about a difference in quarterbacks there. Brock Purdy, again, Mr. Irrelevant, becoming just the fifth rookie to start a conference championship game, trying to become the first ever to win one of those. And listen to Kyle Shanahan yesterday. Uh, where they are, one game away from the Super Bowl, 
with a seventh round draft pick at quarterback and what the original plan for Brock Purdy was this year. He was pretty good in, in those times. You know, we weren't, I mean, when you get a quarterback where we did and you already have two guys, I mean, in an ideal world, you're hoping to keep that guy on the practice squad. Um, but he was looking so good in his reps in practice that eventually we let him go in the game and then he looked that way in the game. So uh, we thought it'd be way too much of a risk to lose him. So that's why we ended up having to make the decision we, we did, which isn't always fun for overall roster, but I'm sure Sure, glad that we did it. <laughs> How about that? It really is. Story. It really, really is. Yeah, and it's. I. I don't know if you were. To me, when you look for look for this common thread, you hear these stories about Brock Purdy when he went to Alabama and what Nick Saban had to say to him. You know, I. I would. I would go and I would find guys that star at small schools, and not that Iowa State's a small school, but you know what I'm saying. Sure. And and I would if if you find a guy that stars at a smaller school and then he's got a backstory like that of 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 being exposed to a Dabo Swinney or a Nick Saban and and they basically. You said, "Kid, you ain't nothing." I, I, you, you really wonder what is the secret sauce that produces quarterbacks and football players that nobody ever has a clue are going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> if you could figure that out, Vinny, man, you, you know me. I've been saying this for decades. Is there another industry that pours that pours more money into research and development and scouting and 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 everything necessary to identify good football players and fail so miserably? No. No. You can't. I mean, I can't think of anything. But to me, that's the that's the beauty of, of football. I know. You're right. You're absolutely right. How many times during the course of your, your sports watching career, just to, to take the media hat off for a second, where you watch college football and you're like, oh, my God, this guy is amazing. Mm-hmm. He's going to be amazing at the next level. Uh-huh. There's no way he couldn't be. Matt he's, Leiner. A, he's a man among boys. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I remember going on record on this very show once upon a time and saying, I can't stand the University of Arizona, but that's Scooby Wright. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd like to have him on my team because he is, a, Keith re- Smith. He is a wrecking ball. <laughs> well, think of, think of something like someone like Matt Leinart, for example, mm-hmm. had all the swag, all the confidence, all the leadership, played on one of the great teams with great talent in an NFL system, mm-hmm. didn't make it. Had every X factor and measurable factor you think you would have and didn't make it for whatever reason. Yeah. There's just something. Do you think it's more so in football than in the other sports? Uh, I, or no matter you, what you it, research. Is that another facetious question, Jared? Really? Well, because, I mean, you see, you see very top draft picks flame out in the NBA, too. Yeah, I guess, that seem to be like can't miss. I think it's probably, I mean, the bust rates are probably similar in those two sports. But I think a lot of it also has to do with the difference between what the pro level of the sport is compared to the lesser levels. We've talked, I mean, the Cliff Kingsbury example, that offense was unstoppable in college because college football is a much different game than Uh NFL football. That's right. College basketball is a much different game than the NBA. One thing you're definitely right about, though, is what you were saying about like the Brock Purdy's of the world. The people who don't have the expectations that become stars in the NFL, especially at the quarterback, is sort of unprecedented the, in any other sport. The ones who, for whatever reason, don't get the opportunity they deserve on the college level. 
and and by not getting that opportunity, people uh, paint them in, in and put them in certain boxes and stereotypes. I don't know what the formula is, but it, I just I, I, I get in the NBA there are some first there's plenty of first round busts, plenty of top ten busts. We've we've talked about that a lot. Um, but but how many superstars in the NBA have come from nowhere? How many American born superstars in the NBA Excellent. have come from yeah. nowhere? Yeah, because when you said that, the first name that popped in my head was, was well, Giannis was a Selling first round watches pick. on the streets Jokic, of Athens? Jokic was a second round pick. <laughs> and Manny Ginobili and Tony Parker. Up Yusuf Nurkic at one point. I mean, that that's, who, who did you wow. say? Wow. Yeah, Manu and Tony Parker for the Spurs were both, but one was a late first, one was a second round pick. But international players. Right, yeah. so I don't know, uh, the American version, yeah, you're right. That that question's going to rattle around in my head for a while. I Gilbert guess. Arenas was a second round pick. Yeah, and wow, the heights that he reached. <laughs> Scored 30 points a game one year. Yeah, wow. Um, shoot for the stars. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, 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 baby. For goodness sakes. Right. Yeah, right. Allegedly. Great example, Allegedly. Jared. Allegedly. And also actually. Yeah. <laughs> Also, Use that word carefully around Gilbert Arenas. I'm surprised you didn't say Salim Stottlemyre. Yes. <laughs> Second round pick, guaranteed contract. Uh, Super Bowl 57 is coming. Bud Light, FanDuel, and Arizona Sports want you to be there in person. Text SUPER to 62620. Register and listen for your name starting February 6th. You can score a pair of tickets to the Super Bowl, plus win tickets to the FanDuel Party, Bud Light Music Fest, and the Super Bowl Experience. Get entered. Text SUPER to 620-620. It's all access presented by Bud Light and FanDuel. Coming up next, a lot of attention on the Cardinals meeting with Sean Payton today. There's other things to consider in this coaching search. We'll get into them next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.